ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مطل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دروا شيئا لا Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an Was given the privilege to meet up with many great individuals During his term of khilafat And from amongst these great individuals one very famous personality a man who is famously known by the name Awais bin Amir Al-Qarni Awais bin Amir Al-Qarni Awais was a very pious man scholars have mentioned that he is a tabi'i from the group of tabi'in now these are technical terms that the muhaddisin, the muakhireen usually use to define the status of an individual we have the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the era of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which is known as the best era khayrul qurun, sabse behtareen zamana, the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam with the companions, the second best era is the era of Tabi'een now these were individuals who did not see Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam but had the honor to see the companions of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam so they are known as the group of Tabi'een and then the third category is Tabi Tabi'een those that have seen the Tabi'een Tabi Tabi'een means those that have seen the Tabi'een Owais bin Amir was from amongst the Tabi'een Not only was he a Tabi'een Scholars have mentioned that he is the highest ranked Tabi'een So we have people like Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi From amongst all the Fuqaha We have Imam Malik, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, Las And many other great Fuqaha that we have had None of them were Tabi'een except for Imam Azam Abu Hanifa. Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi was a Tabi'een. It is written in his seerah that he met up with Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala and many times. And so Awais bin Amir was titled as Sayyidul Tabi'een, the leader of all the Tabi'een. Like we have Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, who is the highest ranked Sahabi. In fact, not only the highest ranked Sahabi, but scholars have said after Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam, he is the highest ranked individual. 
even greater than some of the personalities that were famously known in the previous Ummah, in the previous communities. So we have Uwais bin Amir al-Qarni. Now Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was already given enough information of this individual and this information was given to him by Hadrat Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Whenever a group, a delegation would come to Madinatul Munawwara, especially from Yemen, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an would always inquire that have you got a person by the name Awais bin Amir? He would always inquire whenever a group came. Now during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, you had wufood, uh, Muslim armies, reinforcements going for jihad in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Usually they would make a stop in Madinatul Munawwarah. And they would meet up with the Khalifa, Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab would give them hidayats, as in would advise them and explain to them the etiquettes, the adab of jihad fi sabirillah. He would explain to them the etiquettes of spreading Islam. So this was something that was expected in Madinatul Munawwara. Many groups, many individuals, many people would come from outside the Arabian Peninsula to join the Muslim army wherever uh, jihad was going on. Uh, Subhanallah, on one occasion you had uh, a group of people that came from Yemen. And when this news was given to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, again he came out and he met up with some of the people, the Yemeni people, and said to them, Afikum, Afikum Owais bin Amir, that is there a man in the midst of you by the name uh, Owais bin Amir? And some of the Yemeni said, Amirul Mu'minin, yes, we have got a person whose name is Owais, Owais bin Amir. Hazrat Umar said, take me to this individual. Now Hazrat Owais was a very simple man, a quiet person. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was taken to this man by the name Owais bin Amir. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an's habit was always to greet a person and he would look at his face directly. Subhanallah. And this is the karamat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. He was given the knowledge of reading the face. What is known as ilmul wujuh. Some people are gifted. And this was the karamat of Hazrat Umar. He would actually look at you and he would know exactly how deep you are in taqwa. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab was an incredible man. And that is why when we look at his khilafat period, the selection that he made in governors were top class, top class, elite companions that he chose. Elite companions. And this was because of the knowledge. Nothing would just bypass Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Everything for him was important. So he stopped and he looked at the face of Hazrat Awais radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Awais looked back at Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. It is mentioned that once Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was with a group of people in a room. Many companions were there. And all of a sudden Hazrat Umar said to them, Tamannaw, tamannaw, tamannaw. Wait, tum tamanna karo. 
wish for something, wish for something, wish for something. So some of the companions said, Amirul Mu'minin, what do you want us to wish? Whatever you want to wish. Imagine, if Allah was to fulfill all your wishes, what would your wish be? Tamannaw, tamanna karo bhai, what is your wish? And so some of the companions looked at each other and they said, Amirul Mu'mineen, we would wish that this entire room would be filled up with gold and silver. Filled up with gold and silver. But look how pure Sahaba-i-Kiram Ajma'een were. Not for us. Gold and silver, not for us. It wasn't for us. They were not after wealth. Wealth would, would be after them. Wealth would come to them. And they said, this entire room would be filled with dirham and dinar. And Allah would give us the opportunity to give every dinar and dirham in the path of Allah. Subhanallah. So this is our wish. Tamannaw. This is our tamanna to give everything in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that Umar radiallahu ta'ala and said, Khair. And then some of them said, Amirul Mu'mineen, what is your wish? What is your wish? Subhanallah. Let me relate to you the wish of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab. What an incredible man he was. He said to the group of companions, now behind every kalam, the words that come out from the mouth of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, they are important lessons for us. There is hikmah in everything what he said. He said, my wish would be that this entire room would be filled with the likes of Abu Ubaidat ibn al-Jarrah and Mu'adh ibn al-Jabal. My tamanna, my wish would be that this room would be filled with the likes of people like Mu'adh ibn al-Jabal and Hazrat Abu Ubaidat ibn al-Jarrah. These were great, great commanders, Amir in the battlefield. Great Amir. And I would send each one of them in the path of Allah, jihad fi sabirillah. This is my tamad. And if you remember, during the khilafat of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, and this is the allocation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid covered the entire military expedition during the khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. Subhanallah, this is the taqseem of Allah. That he was there, Shoulder to shoulder with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. But when Khilafat was given to Hazrat Umar Farooq, Hazrat Umar Farooq chose Abu Ubaidat ibn al-Jarrah radiallahu ta'ala over Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala. Again, an excellent commander, an excellent warrior, an excellent soldier. Hazrat Mu'adh ibn al-Jabal and people like Hazrat Abu Ubaidat ibn al-Jarrah. And I would send each one of them jihad fi sabirillah. This is my tamanna. Muhaddisin have mentioned that there are lessons to be learned in the words of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab was actually, actually educating the companions that your financial resources are not as important as your human resources. Your human resources are much more important than your financial capacity. This is what he was explaining to the companions. That though you wish for dirham and dinar to be filled up in this room, but in reality dirham and dinar have no power like manpower, human resources. So what he was saying that we are looking for dynamic individuals. 
What did Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam leave behind? A financial network? Did he leave behind a bank? A lot of money? Did he leave behind skyscrapers? Madinatul Munawwara? Did they have a lot of high lofty buildings? Simple huts in Madinatul Munawwara? Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was so simple, mud walls. And when it would rain, the water would even drip through the, the roof of Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But what he left behind, the legacy of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is the Quran, the Kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ingrained in the hearts of the companions. The kalam of Allah ingrained in the hearts of the companions. Sahabai kiram ajma'een were so dynamic and giants of their time that even the Persians and the Romans would crave to see someone who is a sahabi. Never mind Muslims, but it was a trend also with the non-Muslims. Oh, that person is a sahabi. So he was some kind of a superhuman being. That he is a sahabi, he is a sahabi. And people would travel miles and miles and miles just to come to Madinatul Munawwara and make salam to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. These people were so great. Allah's Nabi has said, Ashabi kannujum, my companions are like stars. Anyone who you follow, Allah will guide you. Any one of them, if you were to just pick them randomly and just to uh, throw them in any part of the world, that one goes there, one goes there, one goes there. Wallahi lazim, a sahabi is so powerful that one sahabi is enough to take on that entire region. That entire region would become Muslims. Why? Allahu Akbar. It was not the outside that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam worked on, it was the inside. Once the inside is made, it has an effect on the outside also. So these were great individuals, their nufus, their, their ruh, subhanallah, their level of taqwa was made. These were the students of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So wherever they went, subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would open the doors of hidayat. Now if we look at the spread of Islam during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is very isolated. Everything really opened up during the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr, Hazrat Umar Farooq, Hazrat Uthman, Hazrat Ali and the Khulafa and these great uh, pious people, our predecessors, the Tabi'een and Tabi Tabi'een, why they were dynamic people? Their hearts were made. So this was the lesson given by Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an that once your inside is made, insha'Allah, dinar and dirham will come. Dinar and dirham will come. Look at Spain, my respected brothers. 800 years of Muslim rule. Even today, Spain has a good revenue coming in by the masjid made by the Muslims. The biggest extension in the Islamic world was the Qurtuba Masjid. Only now Masjid Nabwi and Haramain Sharif beats the, the Qurtuba Masjid. Even today you have hundreds of visitors coming to the Qurtuba Masjid where Allama Qurtubi Rahmatullah would sit and write his tafsir, Ahkamul Quran. But what happened today? It's all taken away. 
we were very forward progressing in technology uh, there was progression in every department externally everything was good internally we were corrupted the heart was not made uh, there was something wrong inside futurtha and that is why we see that everything was taken away from us sahabai kiram ajmain what would they wear a lungi a lungi lungi to dekhi na a simple lungi just a, a loin cloth something that would cover the bottom section and that is it but wherever they went allahu akbar they had izzat they taqwa when they would march forward it was the noor of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that would guide them so what we need to do today also my brothers in islam is to be very sincere to be clean what we show outside should also manifest inside so if you show taqwa from the outside you must really be a muttaqi person from inside you can't be muttaqi for the people of masjid e umar and when you go home you're a terrorist to the wife you're a terrorist to the wife and the wife would taunt you ah i know you um, the whole world says you are something but only reality is that i know who you are so we can't do that we have to be what we are and we should work on that and this was the khubi the greatness of sahabai kiram ajma'in so going back to hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala and he stopped hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala and allahu akbar we can't stop about this great man i recall one incident that i read and this is a true incident narrated by hazrat ibn abbas radiyallahu ta'ala hazrat ibn abbas radiyallahu ta'ala and says that once hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala went to the baba now to be the baba for hazrat umar is a mission isn't it that man was very careful hazrat umar ki dari mubarak ke baal aur sar ke baal theek tarike se this was this natural rawm this power this natural awe that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him this is the making of hazrat umar now all of a sudden hazrat umar coughed hazrat ibn abbas says when he coughed what happened to the baba this baba actually urinated he actually urinated and these are these waqiat haqaiq this is a a true fact and hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala felt so bad and guilty he said i'm very sorry i did not mean to scare you in any way and he said no no amirul mu'minin hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala and paid him in compensation 40 dinar one dinar is a gold coin one dinar is a gold coin he paid how much 40 dinar this is sayyidina umar ibn al-khattab radiyallahu ta'ala waqi ye koi mazak ki baat nahi telling you the truth hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala was a very serious man he was famously known people would come people recognized him subhanallah alazim so he came and he looked at hazrat awais and again just to confirm everything hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala and started questioning him said to him you are awais bin amir al-karni and hazrat awais said naam ji amirul mu'minin it is he said right you were suffering from leprosy allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you shifa he said yes i was suffering from leprosy allah gave me shifa 
Hazrat Umar said, except for one spot, which is equivalent to the size of a coin um, on the palms of your hand. And he said yes. And he showed that uh, skin pigmentation to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala said to him, your mother has passed away but you are very passionate to serve her, to look after her. And he said yes. And then Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala said to Hazrat Awais, I want you to make dua for me. I want you to make dua for me. Now we'll stop for a, uh, for a brief few minutes. Here, a Sahabi, not only a Sahabi, a Khalifa of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Umar, who is much higher in rank and in position than a Tabi'i, who is Awais bin Amir al-Qarni, a Sahabi Hazrat Umar is asking a Tabi'i, Awais bin Amir al-Qarni, to make dua for who? Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Lessons to take in. Muhaddisin have mentioned that first of all, this was a direct command from Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Nabi had said to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an ya'tikum awais bin Amir bi amradil Yemen that when you become a Khalifa, a time will come that a group of Yemeni people will come and in that group will be one man whose name will be Awais bin Amir. When he comes, Umar, I want you to give my salam to him and tell him to make dua for you. Allahu Akbar. He was a wali of Allah. And that is why scholars have given him this crown, this title that he is Sayyidul Tabi'in. For someone to receive the salam of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as an amanat from Hazrat Umar Farooq and then for Hazrat Umar Farooq to ask Awais bin Amir to make dua for me Allahu Akbar this is a man of great repute and honor scholars have mentioned there is a lesson here no one should feel that he is indispensable no one should feel that the person in front of me is unworthy even if he is lower in rank than you it is the duty of a Muslim to greet him, to make salam to him, and even to ask him to make dua for me. In fact, even if a child who is nabalig, if he is in front of you, you can even ask him to make dua for me. Maybe Allah will listen to his dua. So as Muslims, we are not to judge anyone. Even if he is a great khalifa like Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, this is the lesson of humility. To be humble at all times. Though Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was of a higher rank, undoubtedly. There is no question about that. But yet, uh, he did not have arrogance or pride to ask Uwais bin Amir al-Karni to make dua for me. And we find such events uh, that there are many in the books of a hadith. Hazrat Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at times would praise Anbiya alayhimu salam that came before him so highly that it would be even difficult for an individual to make distinction between the prophets and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah's Nabi has praise 
ابراہیم علیہ السلام موسا علیہ السلام عیسیٰ علیہ السلام یونس علیہ السلام سو ہائیلی دیٹ ہو از آف اے ہائر رینک رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم او دیز پروفٹس الحمد للہ بینگ دا فالوز رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم وی آر ویل انفارم دیٹ رسول اللہ سید الاولین والآخرین دس واز ہیومیلیٹی دس از توازو آجزی رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم واز ویری ہمبل He praised Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam. He praised Yunus alayhi salam. In one hadith he said, Don't say that I am better than Yunus alayhi salatu was salam. Many ahadiths. But the truth is, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the best creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one is greater than Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Again the muhaddisin have even mentioned Allah blessed him Owais bin Amir with this honor. Why? He was the contemporary of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was alive during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But because the mother was completely disabled, it was Owais only who was serving the mother and it is his service uh, for looking after the mother that deprived him from achieving this very high rank of being a sahabi. Now Allah's Nabi knew of his khulus that he wanted to come from Yemen to Madinatul Munawwara many times to meet Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam because he was aashik rasul Ye aaj kal ke logo ki tarah aashik rasul nahi. We have people who say, oh, These guys, Tablighis, Barelvis, Tablighis, these people don't love Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani. They don't, they don't believe in Awliyaullah. They make an objection. They make an objection. Devbandi, Tablighi, sab bure loge. Why? They don't love Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How do you know? How do you know that the Arabs don't love Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Are you in this position to accuse someone That in his heart there is no love for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ These are the juhala of the time. He was the wali of Allah. The aashik of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But yet he knew that the Quran instructs me to look after my mother. The sunnah instructs me to look after my mother. With ikhlas he stayed in Yemen looking after the mother. Although he was deprived from this honor of being a sahabi, but Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave his personal salam to him and he was titled as being Sayyidu Tabi'een. Subhanallah al-Azim. Ulama have mentioned by doing khidmat of your mother and father, Allah opens the doors of risk. Allah opens the doors of sustenance, livelihood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you honor and izzat when you look after your mother. Like how Allah gave honor and izzat to Uwais radiyallahu rahmatullah alayhi, Uwais bin Amir al-Karmi. Allah give us the tawfiq that we also make qadr of our parents. Grandparents who have passed away, we must do isal sawab all the time. Pray Quran, pray nawafil and give them the sawab. Furthermore, Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala and said to Hazrat Uwais, You are going towards Kufa, let me write a letter to the governor of Kufa, so that the governor of Kufa will look after you. Hamar aap hoto. A letter written by Hazrat Amar that the governor of Kufa must look after who? Hazrat Uwais bin Amir. 
these were awliyaullah who would run away from fame. He said to Amirul Mu'minin, Amirul Mu'minin, I want to live in discreet, in obscurity, a simple man that I am, I want no fame. Please don't write a letter to the, to the governors. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an respected uh, his opinion and did not write a letter for him. It is said he stayed in Kufa for one year anonymously. No one knew of it, of his wilayat. Until one day in Madinatul Munawwara again someone from the tribe of Qarn, a Yemeni came to, to meet Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. So Hazrat Umar was sitting in the masjid and said to him that you are from the tribe of Qarn, Yemeni, and he said yes. So Hazrat Umar said to him, tell me, what is the condition of Owais bin Amir al-Qarni? So he said, Amir al-Mu'minin, you know him? He said, yes, I know him. Tell me, how is he? He says, oh, he's a man of mujahada. Poverty has stricken on him. There is no furniture in his house. A simple man who does not eat much. He has got nothing of this dunya. So Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala said to this man, when you go to him, ask him to make dua for you. When you go to him, ask him to make dua for you. Now this man knew that Uwais must be a special man. If Hazrat Umar is asking me to make, to ask him to make dua for me, this man came back to Kufa and he greeted Uwais bin Amir al-Karni and said to him, Sheikh, I want, I want you to make dua for me. So the Uwais turned at him and said, You want me to make dua? Why don't you make dua yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He says, No, no, I want you to make dua. The Uwais is saying, No, no, I want you to do dua for yourself. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why should I make dua for you? He said, no, you have to make dua. Now Hazrat Uwais said to him, by chance have you met Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala? <laughs> and he said, yes, I have, I have just come back from Medina and have met up with Hazrat Umar. Now he knew that news would spread very, very fast. Rumor spread very, very quickly. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Now these were people who would run away from fame. Immediately this man made dua for, for this person and he left Kufa and he vanished. No one knew of his whereabouts, where he, where he was. The Mu'arikheen have mentioned historians that the information we have is that for the rest of his life, Hazrat Uwais bin Amir al-Qarni became a Mujahid and he fought jihad fi sabirillah for the rest of his life. So these were great, great individuals, awliyaullah, who met up with Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyana wa maulana Muhammadin nabil umi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima. Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tab alayna inna kanta tawabur rahim nasakhfiruka wa natubu ilayhi. Allah ہماری اس مجلس کو قبول فرما اللہ ہماری اس مجلس کو قبول فرما اللہ اس مجلس میں جو پریشان حال ہے مستورات جو پریشان حال ہے ہر ایک کی پریشانی کو دور فرما جو بیمار ہے اللہ ان کو شفا دے اللہ ہمیں توفیق دے صاحب قرآن بن جائے نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی محبت اولیاء اللہ کی محبت صحابہ کرام اجمعین کی محبت ہمیشہ دل میں رہے اللہ ہمارا خاتمہ بالخیر ہو اللہ ہمارا خاتمہ بالخیر ہو اللہ موت کے وقت آپ کی رحمت ہو مدد ہو سکرات کے وقت سہولت ہو اللہ ایمان کی حالت سے دنیا سے ہم رخصت ہو جائے رب فر ورحم و انت خیر الرحمین 
بخير ورحم وأنت خير الرحمين سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين